$2 late fee, you have one new message. Zach, Dustin, it's Sean. Look, if you want to be in the goddamn club, you got to get over here right away. I mean now. Do it. And watch your nards. You know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad. What's a squad? It's like Miami Vice, I think. They're young and inexperienced. Naughty virgin! They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real. We don't know that, sir. When strange things start happening in town, they're the only ones ready to do battle. Something's out there that's killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's gonna do a thing about it but us. Monster Squad. Wolfman Squad. Before there was IMDb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? Well, that's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. <laughs> Either way, we'd know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah. This is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Is this our first um, kind of thematic episode of 2020, or holiday-esque episode? Uh, let's see, we, we had our Flag Day episode. Um, oh, uh, yeah, we did. Which is always a big one for us. Labor Day. Uh, Labor Day, we had Arbor Day. Um, we had um, Hot yeah, Dog Day. We did do a Rosh Hashanah like, spinoff. Oh, yes. Um, last week. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. I guess this is like the first mainstream. I guess in a way, this is like, a, yeah, we, we, we obviously had a Christmas episode last year. Yep. Right. And that was our top rated episode ever. And uh, you should go check that one out. With with my son, Bodie Schaefer. With Zach's son, Bodie Schaefer, we reviewed the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. And then also... Uh, we had Zach Ward, who plays yes. Scott Farkas. Oh my gosh, probably to go from one of the sweetest saccharine episodes ever to one of the dirtiest, raunchiest interviews we've ever had. Yeah, I mean, that's it's definitely, uh, from from the word go, when we talk about German porn, German gay porn, <laughs> yeah. from, yeah, the whole time, it's just, uh, it's a hold on to your hat. So if you ever wanted to hear, you know, Scott Farkas um, talk to you, directly about uh gay porn german uh yeah you should revisit that one it's good i think this is the perfect way to the perfect thing to advertise leading into our halloween absolutely we're getting into the seasons of of fall and now uh, eventually winter but but first this is our lead-in to 
an interview with Oh, this is really exciting. This I'm really I'm I'm really excited. Sometimes I just say I'm excited and I'm like kind of mediums excited, but now I'm like super excited. Yeah, cuz you said this is going to like a fanboy moment for you, right? This um this yeah, what we're talking about to 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 clue you guys in is we have an interview coming up with two of the leads from The Monster Squad, 1987's cult classic awesome Halloween, spooky. Okay, okay, okay. When a movie that could be considered a holiday-esque movie, monster movies are perfect movies to watch during Halloween, right? Let's be honest. And when a movie comes out way in advance of that holiday in the theater, as a kid, I was always like, oh, this is a movie I want to see on when in Halloween. Yeah, like, it's um, going to make sense to see it. Ernest Saves Christmas came out, I think, in like November. And I'm like, wait, this should be coming out in December. Um, mm-hmm, you know, the mm-hmm. the uh, Ernest Scared Stupid came out in the summertime. And I wanted to see that in October. Ernest goes, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to bring up another. Ernest Goes to Camp came out in January. Way before no summer camp. No idea, no, no idea I but no idea. I assume that it probably. <laughs> Ernest these, Goes to Jail came out these, before Trump. Went, no, sorry. All these Ernest movies. <laughs> Well done. All these Ernest movies, I assume that they just came out at the wrong times. Um, Ernest Goes to Camp was the only one that I liked. Really? Ernest Scared Stupid's really funny. It's really funny. It's it's silly, childish. I don't remember humor. it, really. Maybe okay, Ernest Goes to, to Jail is pretty good, too. To be fair, I don't remember it. But. Ernest Saves Christmas is not that great. And then there's Ernest Bert? Dunks or something. Oh, like a basketball? Like a... Goes to Africa, I think. He goes to no, Africa there's an Ernest to... Goes to Africa. I think Ernest I think so. goes to wait. It's just called Ernest goes to dunk. No, there's. It's, I think that one's called Slam Dunk Ernest. <laughs> I th- oh, see, I and think. that's that's already. I don't like that because we we've, we've broken away from the, the theme of the Ernest goes to. Like he has to go places. Do you remember that Kevin Bacon movie where it's set in Africa and he's a basketball? The air player? up there. <laughs> that movie is great. I I would love to. That was a ninety one, maybe yeah. ninety two. Yeah, I would love to revisit that movie. Would you really? I would. <laughs> I would. I, was I have a... this discussion with uh, with Corey a lot where we, he talks about movies he wants to see. And I'm like, yeah. that's the movie you'd put at the top of your list to revisit? Well, I can tell you right now that The Air Up There is not a good movie. Like, <laughs> okay. it's not a good movie. But um, but I do like the, uh, the kind of journey that Kevin Bacon goes on. Is it similar um, to Operation Dumbo Drop or uh, another? <laughs> what would it be similar to, right? Cool well, Runnings? Um, there's just something really funny about that cliched, like movie cliche, where it's yes. like Americans go to Africa and then, you know, they're trying to like in like an airplane. There's like a slight cutaway where Ted has gone to to. It's almost like a Doctors Without Borders program, and that's like <laughs> yes. where he met Elaine. That's right. There oh, and you know, and he's trying to teach them. I taught them about basketball, and then you know, but they're all awesome. Like they were just like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's good shit. So, and I feel like it's, you know, it's also, yeah, it's like insulting to, um, it's, it's, it's kind of like the way I felt about the experts as far as like Russians can't possibly be having good lives because they're not American. It's yeah. like that same kind of like haughty Americanism of like, yeah, you can, you live in Africa. You've got nothing. You can't possibly be having a good life or know how to do anything. You know, the Arab air had that vibe to it. I feel like it did. I feel like it was Kevin Bacon's character has to grow a bit. 
Okay. Because I feel like he's... I'm, I'm trying to remember the Was plot. he a jerk? Was, I never saw it. I feel like he was kind of a jerk and... I'm not a fan of, of, of the main character being a jerk and having a transformation and becoming a good guy. Like that kind of Scrooge idea. It's because it's kind of... It's a Scrooge idea, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. They I, kind of have a change of heart, whatever. Well, I feel like he's going to this... Rich guy becomes like cool I'm gonna guy. I'm gonna speak out of out of term. I'm gonna not speak out of term. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna I don't adequately remember the movie enough to to, to say like well, yeah Fair to say enough. why he's there. So Fair enough. Uh but I do wanna revisit. I do wanna watch it again. <laughs> that could be yeah. a whole series. That might that yeah. might flow into our top five. Top five white guys who um like douchey white guys. So it's gotta be douchey. Doc like, Hollywood would be in there. Doc Hollywood would be in there. Although it's yeah, it's weird because he's he was from a small town. We learn, but everyone just assumed like, he's a he hot a, shot. He was a Hollywood hot shot. Yeah. He certainly. It's got your favorite song in it. Yeah. Oh man, I am the, the one and only Chesney I Hawks. I am the one and only. It's love that one. Anyway, full frontal nudity too. By the way. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, sort of shocking sort for of. a PG thirteen movie. Um. You just talking about when she comes out of the water? Yeah, but you don't. You don't see everything. I think you do. No, I think it's just. I, mean, I think I it's haven't... just top half. Okay, I'm sure you can consult Corey because he's probably got a, <laughs> a running database or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's um, sticky. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of hot and sticky, <laughs> no, not. we are going to be talking to uh, Andre Gower. Oh man, I totally forgot Ryan Lambert. Talking about yes, yeah. Jesus. We're, we're going to be you. talking to Sean and Rudy. From the Monster Squad, uh, in a couple weeks, as a part of this kind of, this will be our lead up. We're gonna obviously today we're gonna be talking about 1987's The Monster Squad, and its song "Rock Until You Drop" by Michael Cimbello. Um, uh, yep, perfect. And and also we should say there's a there's a sort of bonus component to this in that uh, Andre, um, who plays Sean in the movie, has directed a documentary about the movie called The Wolfman's Got Nards, the appropriately titled Wolfman's Got Nards um, documentary, uh, which is coming out at the end of October on Amazon. You can pre-order now. And uh, it's very, very exciting. Super exciting. He's been working on this for a really long time. And, you know, we had just watched... Uh, Lionsgate put a DVD out years ago that has like a five-part documentary on it, um, but I, and I obviously that's about specifically about the movie. I think his is probably it seems to me like it's going to be more about the cultural phenomenon that is this film and it's what it's had on people in the in the past twenty-five years. Right. I mean, this is a movie that. Um... Sort of came out um, similar time to the Goonies off the Goonies craze. I think a lot of people said this is just a Goonies ripoff, but Which it's not. not at all. And, and, um, and if you said that, that's absurd to How me. How dare you? Um, well, you think about those movies, those buddy kid movies, Explorers, Goonies, like where it's a group. I think more than two kids can, is considered a group, right? Yeah, three. That's what I always. That's my rule of thumb. <laughs> If they were like, if there's more than two kids in front of me, I'm like, you are a group. Right. Like, hang on. I think we're just kind of like a, like a a gathering. Two's a couple. Three's a few. Yep. Uh, Four's a group. There you go. No, three's a group. Three's Three's a group. group. Three's a group. But yeah, that that movie, I think this movie definitely 
inspired Stranger Things. I know that gets brought up a lot. That movie, Summer of '84, that we that you and I, well, you watched it a while back. <laughs> you watched it a while you back. You watched, watched it. it. I reviewed it. Yes, uh, but watching Summer of '84 is like actually this has elements of Monster Squad in it too, just with the the, the group of kids and the, sure. the clubhouse element. You know, sure, it's like the the '80s staple of like the kids. Um, that are like we're clearly kids we don't really know adult stuff but we also are kind of obsessed with like one thing and usually there's like a something that people are like well that you're just being silly kids you're being you know it's a conspiracy <laughs> uh you know we're saying it's a conspiracy is is silly although the goonies i'm thinking about it now the goonies didn't really have that it was just more like they were just into exploring yeah they were just explorers like they had that kind of like certainly sean astin Mikey and Goonies is like, oh, you know, Dad, it's the attic, it's the stuff. Like he was fascinated with that stuff. They didn't have a clubhouse though. They didn't. It wasn't implied that they like met on a regular basis to have their kind of to, meetings to hash it out, right? To be ha- be in their club because in the Monster Squad they're in a club, right? They start out as a club. They just like monsters. They like drawing monsters, talking about monsters. Yeah. It's like a book club, but just for monsters. Which I always wanted to be a part of. Did you have a club when you were a kid? Were you a part of a club, a group? Did no, but I thing. but I certainly wanted to be a part of a club. I remember saying, I remember, actually, it's funny. This is just came back to me now. The uh, uh, so at some point in this movie, they create like business cards, like yeah. as if that's a priority and as if that matters, and as as if they're like Ghostbusters or like there's any, yeah, you know, uh, there's a market out there for hiring kids to uh, to to kill monsters. But uh, I remember with my brother, I was like, oh, I'm starting a group. And I, I, I uh, started the group called the Rad Patrol. Ooh. And it was more, it may have been influenced actually by the Rad Patrol. Um, Makes sense. Another group. Yeah. So, but I, but I made, I made, I made us business cards and I think maybe he knew karate and definitely something with nunchucks. And I don't remember. I don't Ooh. remember, but yes. So I'll need to revisit my subconscious. The Rad Patrol. I love it. It was the Rad Patrol. I want to and, be a part of the Rad Patrol. Can uh, we yeah, make you're that? in. Can we? Yay! You're in. you're in. No initiation fees nope, or anything like nope. that? You just got to be rad. But I, I actually think that rad was an acronym because I was like, oh, I was really into the idea of acronyms. Yeah. Radical, awesome. It may have been Radical Awesome Dude Patrol. Oh, wow. It may have been that. I can't say for sure. I'll have to go. What year was this? Um, 80, I don't know, 85. Okay, yeah, so way, way ahead of its time yeah. in a way. Um, you know, obviously, you know I'm a big wrestling fan. and uh, I did know that. About and you, yeah. at one point, because uh, I, I was more of a fan of like NWA, which became WCW, and Ric Flair and Sting, but there was a group of guys that called themselves the Dudes with Attitudes. Yeah, yeah, of course. DWA. Of course, yeah. And I thought, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I want to be the dudes with attitude. And that's when Ruse came out. Yep, yep. And, uh, but you sure. were like ahead of the curve with the, the rad. With the rad patrol. Rad patrol. I like that. But be, we're, now I'm thinking about it now. Like rad, ha- having rad stand for radical awesome dudes is weird. Because you have an abbreviation of radical in the acronym and then to have. Yeah, but you're what? How old were you? Well, I was Eight? young. I was young. Yeah. <laughs> Right. 10 maybe i don't know yeah i would say Nine. right i would give myself this the, the, the rap patrol somewhere in the eight to ten range okay i'm digging it rap patrol we might have to come yeah. up with a uh, uh a logo yeah. for our show the rad patrol be a part of the rap patrol. patrol the rad kids 
be a part of the rad kids. Because <laughs> um, yeah, $2 late fears is, doesn't, doesn't, $2 LFers does, doesn't work. Kind of, kind of well, doesn't flow off the tongue. No. Be a part of the Rad Patrol. The Rad Patrol. The $2 that, late fee Rad Patrol. That's what we should do. We should start a Patreon and be like, be, join the Rad Patrol. You get a badge. And you get, get, you get a Yeah, you, you absolutely get a badge. Sticker. A button. Mixtape. Mixtape and a quarterly, uh, bi-quarterly newsletter. Oh, man. I, I, am, I am in for this. I'm bi-yearly. Gonna, I'm going to set up right now. I'm actually totally cool with that, too. Bi-yearly. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. Um, and obviously, this is all leading into the idea that the monster squad kids were so cool i thought they were so cool every single one every single one of them totally obviously sean is the the leader and and a lot of this guys we're going to be talking to because we're talking to andre and ryan uh later on we're going to cover a lot more ground with monster squad with them obviously with the movie we'll be talking about the documentary there's going to be a lot of lot of of layers and i feel like yeah i'm with you i think for this part we just this is more personal stuff yeah this is very what it means to us and what it meant to us and what it means to us now and um yeah we probably won't rehash all that much of the movie no i mean we might cover obviously there's some definitely some notable things to point out because we just watched it we just watched it right before we recorded this like like, 30 (laughs) seconds before we had record but there are moments where i'm like oh i forgot that guy was in it or i forgot oh i forgot that this guy was in blah 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 blah. we're gonna get to all that today yeah um but but from the get-go revisiting this film uh which i've i know you and i both have watched it more than once since it came out uh, there's it just had such a fun nostalgia to it and the 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 kids the kids seemed totally believable it just it, nothing was cliche uh it was it was sweet it's, it's not a perfect film by any means it's definitely has its moments i love the fact that it's 80 minutes long i mean we you and i talked about that that there was a time guys when movies were short and sweet and they and then they would come out with director's cuts on DVD or they come out with the deleted mm-hmm. scenes on DVD not when not back in the day on VHS but um you know Dances with Wolves kind of changed that whole dynamic that movie came out and everybody was like whoa I want to see an epic movie well like The Godfather you know certainly I mean there there, yeah. there are these epic movies but I feel like they were just kind of limited to certain directors and um, true yeah and you know and and as and as directors get gain more marketable status. The studios start to kind of let that leash be a little longer, and then it's yep. a little longer, and then all of a sudden you've got a three and a half hour movie, and they're like, "Okay, Peter Jackson, that's fine. <laughs> just that's go. fine. Just you, just do that. You don't need to cut out anything. It's it's all necessary to the story." And you're like, "Is it though? Like ninety minutes to me is perfect. It's my favorite. Like if somebody says it's ninety minutes, I'm like, yes. This was eighty minutes. This was eighty. So eighty minutes at the time." I was only familiar with movies this short being movies that went straight to video. So like there was this production company, it's still in business called Full Moon Entertainment. They would do like 76 minute long movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, that's that, even better. That's, that, that was like what they used to do back in the day with, with uh, Flash Gordon, the black and white version, you know, or um, uh, Invaders yep. on the Moon or something. Yep. I don't know, like classic serials, right? And we combine it with 76 yep. minutes long. This is kind of, surprising to me that it was only 80 minutes but it fits perfectly like you watch it we watched it tonight and i said i said i don't feel like this movie should have been even any longer like it it, it, it just flows real the pacing is so good no but apparently it was it was longer and the studio was like hey can you uh chop 30 minutes out of this because we want to get it to to under 90 
fact that it was under 90 is shocking to me. But I guess it makes sense and, they can show it more times in a movie theater, right? And like, and like 10 minutes under 90, though. That's a lot of time. Like, yeah. Because when movies come out of director's cut and you say, with four extra minutes of footage, you're like, whoa, that's a lot of time, right? Yep. There was a scene in uh, Escape from New York uh, that explains when Snake Plissken gets arrested for robbing um, a bank or a federal building or whatever in the beginning of the movie that yeah. they cut out. And it kind of... I like that scene because it, it it reveals why he got to where he is, right? How they got him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I understand why it's unnecessary, why they cut it. It makes total sense too. But I like that scene. That scene was maybe a minute or so long. Ten minutes? That's a lot of time they cut out. Yeah. Like, well, why not just try and get it to the 90? You know, why? Because that's normally how it would work. You know, it's like, 80 okay, minutes. we're at 89. We're great. You know, like 80 um, Maybe there was an if they cut out if they cut out another montage, I'm gonna be so pissed. I don't know. We'll you know, find out. We we'll love find our out. montages. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> I do love a montage. Um, normally, I feel like studios want to add something for exposition purposes or whatever. Yeah. Um, most recently, I was thinking about that in terms of that that opening scene in Big Trouble in Little China, and we'll have to cover that movie for sure too. Oh, we will. Um, Maybe we'll have to have Aaron on. For yeah, that Aaron. I, my wife uh, is the uh, world's foremost uh, Big Trouble in Little China expert, uh, per myself calling her that. <laughs> um, she disagrees. Anyway, um, yeah, so I, I also wanted to be these kids. I, I thought they were amazing, and specifically Rudy, who was like the coolest guy on the screen. With his penny loafers. Handling the bullies and, uh, you know, taking care of business and is the only guy who's actually preparing for this. You know, he's just, he's like the newest member to the Monster Club. He's older. He's older, we should say. Rudy is in junior high. All the rest of the kids are in high school. And there's this... Um, well, they're, in, they're they're probably what? Sorry, they're fourth, in fifth graders, school. Sixth graders? I'm going to say they're fifth or sixth graders. Yeah, they seem on the older side of, yeah. of elementary school. Um, they can certainly write in cursive and do... <laughs> fourth grade math i think (laughs) so um with a cat head teacher but uh who looks totally like a cat uh but uh we're introduced to rudy when uh when horace also known as fat kid in the movie is being bullied by ej played by jason uh harvey from the uh wonder years and and a big pro wrestling fan too did you know that i did not know that oh really he actually worked with eric bischoff who was a big guy behind the scenes with WCW and had a huge, he was a huge pro wrestling fan. If you look it up, he's, he was behind, he did a lot of behind the scenes. Oh, okay. So he worked, he worked behind the scenes. Yeah. He worked for them too. And he would do uh, commentating. And I don't know if, I don't know if he did commentating, but he dated one of the valets at Uh, one point. Oh, as part of the story or? Nope. Like for real. Missy Hyatt. Oh yeah. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. He's a huge wrestling fan. Um, so I'd see him in the Wonder Years. Then he pops up in WCW. Okay. I'm like, what's he doing there? Anyways. Yeah. Well, most most known as Wayne. Yeah. You know, from the Wonder Years. But EJ. Uh, but EJ is just, you <laughs> EJ. Know, EJ's bullying uh, Horace. Rudy, a dick. Rudy, Rudy pulls up, does a little yep. fishtail on his bike, lights a lights a match off of his loafers. Off his loafers. By the way, I had a pair of penny loafers. Because of Rudy. Because of Rudy. Oh, and I, I didn't realize... That you, those things slip like a mofo because there's no tread. Right. They're flat. Right. And so you can buy stickers that go on the bottom yeah. of your shoes to give you a tread. And, but I would still slip and kids oh would God. make fun of me. What are you wearing those? I'm not going to repeat what they said. Oh, they say that no. word in this movie a couple times. 
There's a lot of that. EJ says it. EJ does. Uh, the H version of that word is thrown out a few times by Sean. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different time. It was a different when back then it was considered like an okay thing to do. But anyways, I, well, I, I don't think it was an okay thing. I mean, I think that's kind of the point. Like, I I don't feel like kids today are still saying these things. They shouldn't. And they don't know it's that it's that it's not right. Um, but yeah, Rudy builds up, saves uh saves Horace from EJ. In a very, in a very well-known pivotal scene, but I'm curious, way. right? It really is. But I, but I've wondered how this relationship uh, came about. This, this Horace Rudy, yeah. you know, friendship, and then from that point, it's like, well, Rudy, you know, Rudy wants to be in the club, and I'm like, why does Rudy want to be in the club, the Monster Club? It doesn't really make sense. I think he's a much deeper character. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot, a lot to, why a lot would to a explore. Quote unquote, cool kid who's a few years older than them, at least a couple. Junior high, yeah. Well, depending on your junior high, mine was 7th and 8th, right? Some people, some people, 6th, 7th, and 8th. Yeah. Let's say he's 8th grade. So, but he's not, he's not a 6th grader. Like he's a, he's, you know, he's smoking. He's a, he's a, he's, yeah, he looks like an 8th grader. If you're an 8th grader, you don't want to hang out with 4th grade kids. Typically. You, You typically don't. So that's one of those things of like, okay, I want to be in this club. He gets a little monster test. Um, but then ultimately becomes the guy who's like the most prepared. Uh, you know, he he kills more monsters than anybody. Yeah, he has five kills under his belt. <laughs> five kills. He's got five tally marks. He has five kills. Three vampires. So talk about uh, all Wolf of Man and yeah. uh, the mummy. Yeah. Wow, he, he takes him out. He's badass. He takes out... He takes out three vampires? There are three vampire women. He takes all the three out? Yeah. They don't show him kill all three, but but he's sitting over the three bodies. Okay, okay. When Wolfman right, shows up. Right, After he's been Mangalore Mountain sucked back together as a... Right, right, right. <laughs> as a... Right. <laughs> which answers yeah. the question, can you blow up a Wolfman? Yeah. The answer is, the answer is no. No. Well, you can, but he will... You won't kill him. He will him. resurrect. Played by... John um, Grease. Jonathan Grease. Who we love so much, and I pointed out that he a year later played a werewolf again in *Fright Night* Part Two. Uh, obviously not as memorable, but it shocked me as a kid because I was like, "Wait, this guy played a werewolf." This is before I knew about it's typecasting. That's and, well, I know. Yeah. And I thought, "Wait, is he gonna play? Is that is that just all he does?" But He's no, it's not. The werewolf guy. Because no. I was like, "No, that's Laszlo Hollyfield." Saw him in, in your in your favorite movie. That is my yes, number Real two of all time. Genius. And he's and I think when I saw him in this, I'm like, oh, it's Laszlo Holt. Well, he has such a small role in this. I want him to have a bigger, bigger role. Because yeah. he's so good. But obviously, you know, it's a it, for an 80 minute movie, everybody's gonna have kind of a small role. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. I, I yeah. What's shocking to me is people go, oh, that's Uncle Rico, and I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. You know, people will look at oh, these actors God. now. This generation, yeah. this generation will yeah. look at actors now and not remember them from their time before. I get that. That's fine. However, if you want to know who he really is, what his body work, check out the other stuff he's done. Yeah, he's like the the owner of the arcade in that movie, Joystick. Oh yeah, Joy- yeah. Good drop of knowledge. Joystick. Was that? I was, was like remote control. Sex comedy. Teen I sex think comedy? so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's one I want to revisit too. Yeah. Um, We're maybe gonna do, yeah. more than the air up air. The, the, 
<laughs> well, I would the air up there. I would concur that I would. I'd be totally rather um, watch Joystick instead of the air up there. Yeah, air up there is a Touchstone movie too, by the way. And Touchstone put out some some stinkers. Some stinkers. Yeah. Oh man! But what a great logo! Is it? <laughs> yeah, you love your basketball. Um, you love basketball. I do love basketball, but I mean, but I've seen some movies where like it's just clear that the basketball is not good and so then i become more judgy because um you know if you're gonna have a movie about basketball like teen wolf all right i think we've discussed this we teen wolf is shitty basketball yeah. and it's like we love that movie but still yeah but it's it's almost inexcusable it's just like you know yeah teams yeah teams that just have like kids where it's like they can't even like just an over the head throwing catapult thing and you're like that's not even like how do you work with that i don't know as a coach so um, that's how I felt about yeah. like uh, Ready to Rumble, the wrestling movie. I'm like, you have pro wrestlers in your movie, right. and you're not showing it from every angle. You're like doing close-up yeah. angles. Oliver right. Platt is the one that's wrestling in the ring. Of course, you're going to be more critical, right? I get that he's yeah. a great actor. I love Oliver Platt, but show some real wrestlers. And the Ready to Rumble is, is uh, uh, David Arquette. Yes, and Scott Con. Yeah, and yeah. that was a bunch of WCW wrestlers, and it tanked, rightfully so. Yeah. It's not. It's no no holds barred, and no holds barred is a piece of crap too. That's terrible. What did you think of uh, the wrestling in Peanut Butter Falcon? <laughs> Actually, I thought it was re- that was a great representation. Yeah. And man, what a great movie! If you guys haven't seen that, I love that movie. It's, it's so I good. I love that it's movie. It's so good. And Jake the Snake Roberts has a cameo. So does yep. Mick Foley. I mean, yep. two legends of the ring. I want to watch that. Uh, one. Thomas Hayden Church is great in that in a small role. He pre- and Shia LaBeouf, like yeah really good that's a really sweet film. it's great it's great i'm gonna watch that more than the air up there and uh ready to no joysticks ready, joysticks i thought yeah. you when you said like peanut really butter ready. i thought you I, I thought you were about to say peanut butter solution, oh, peanut butter solution. and i thought whoa that's, <laughs> if you don't know our wacky wednesdays on um instagram please weird movie wednesdays weird, sorry weird clear. movie <laughs> we can call them whatever sorry. we want it could be wacky I whacked mean, out yeah um but but getting back to <laughs> getting back to this wacky uh, retelling of House of Frankenstein. I love this on, by the way, on IMDb when people chime in with their own opinions. Everyone's entitled. Everyone's got an asshole. Blah blah yep. blah blah blah. Um, it, it's got elements of so many homages to. It's a, it's an homage to classic horror films across the board. But the fact that it's got uh, it, it's it's its own movie. You know, it's it's kids. It's not Abbott and Costello, but it's got elements of that. I know Fred Decker, even the director said that uh that he was influenced by abbott and costello a little bit which makes total mm-hmm. sense but this is a movie that has you know like stan winston did, did the special effects right i mean i almost feel like we should should have led with that one huh the the fact that this amazing. movie is really well made yeah it, it looks so well made you know um and i guess it flopped when it came out yep like uh like many of them and i'm sure we'll 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 deep dive into into all that as more facts unfold. Yes. Uh, it's such a shame. And I, I think I, I remember seeing this movie in the theater with my mom, who I saw most of my movies with, and just being so into it. And when it came out on video, renting it multiple times, so many great lines. Yeah. I love little Phoebe saying, don't be chicken shit is probably one of my favorite lines. Hey guys, don't be chicken shit. <laughs> my yeah, brother and great. I would probably rewind that over yeah. and over again incessantly. She's, I mean, pr- arguably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Maybe. Her like, and um, like a baby version of Richard Farnsworth, as I like yeah. to say. <laughs> um, 
uh, who is Eugene, by the way. Kid, kid. Did, did your mom like love movies, and that she why loved she loved movies? Okay, the loves. Yeah. Currently, still, um, yeah, and she took me to everything. But Good it wasn't just because, like, because you were like, I wanna, I wanna see it. It's like, no, she also wanted to, like, she she loved going. Like, yeah, because we saw yeah. everything, dude. Like, I love that. We would see everything from *Romancing the Stone* to *Aliens* to *The Fly* to *Hellraiser*. Unfortunately, and right? Seen, you've seen some messed up stuff. I've seen some messed yeah. up movies with my mom against all yeah. odds. Yeah. Which I think came out in '83, so I was probably seven at the time. I don't think I should have seen that movie. Uh, I mean, this is this is the psyche. I saw shit that I was definitely not supposed to see, or like being a parent now and go, "Well, I'm not going to show this." Like we were watching Monster Squad, and my son, who's six, I won't show this movie to him until he's like seven or eight, because there's some intense scenes, you know, when uh, when the squad goes to the house to find the amulet. Uh, towards the end of the movie, it's very creepy. It's very intense. It's very nightmare-inducing. I had lots of nightmares as a kid. I had lots of night yeah, terrors. I don't know why. Gee, I wonder yeah. why. Um, outside of the fact that I was, you know, kidnapped and well, right, and, and and you actually ha- you actually had people knocking on your door, like I'm someone, knocking on your windows, like that's knocking terrifying. on windows. Someone yeah. tried to break into our house. And right. Thank God, the uh, that chain lock was on the door. Right. Trying to get and you think that was like your mom's ex boyfriend that would try to break in. An ex-boyfriend tried to break in one time. Right. Uh, there was there was a random person who tried to get in our house another time. We had these. Oh, this is creepy. We uh, one of the houses I lived at. I, I moved around probably ten times when I moved to California. So from eighty four, eighty three, yeah, eighty three to um, ninety four. I want to say or no ninety. Eighty three. No, eighty three to ninety. I moved around. I moved at least ten times. Wow. At least 10 times. That's, uh, yeah, that's an obscene amount of times. That's so, that, I mean, that's traumatic. And I changed in school districts twice. Yeah. Uh, which sucks. Mid year. No, three times. Mid year. Never mid year. Always. Okay. That's so considerate. That was considerate. Um, but yeah. one of the houses we lived in, I my bedroom was located in the front of the house. There was a walkway with my bedroom was right next to the door. Yeah. And there was a window that faced out to the driveway from my bedroom and that window had um the the mirror glass on it uh-huh. so they could they could they couldn't see in but you could see out yeah but i didn't know that that flipped it had to do with the light so it flipped at night you could see in what and i had shutters that you close at night right right and so people could see in the windows but you'd open the shutters at night and just see yourself. Yeah, you'd see a reflection. Well, it was faint. Yeah. It was very right, faint, right? Because, yeah, predominantly. But but it was almost like it just got diluted, mm-hmm. right? And um, I remember these people pounding on our door one day, and then I opened up the shutters to look, and they could, and they were looking in at me. Jesus. And I, I mean, I thought they yeah. saw me. Maybe right. they could. You can yeah. still see a faint line, you know. I think uh, it's, it's a little fuzzy. Were you asleep? No, this was in daytime. Oh, daytime. This is daytime. Okay. Uh, I was home alone. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> Traumatized. Trying to oh, get in the house. God. Trying to get in the house. Good shit. Good. Good time. Wait. So how'd that end? Like, what happened? They eventually just left. Oh. And I remember telling my mom about it. You know, God. I don't know if the cops were called. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, like, you didn't call the cops at that 
No, I was too traumatized. Right. You're just going to do like a little home alone thing. Like, look, if they come in, I'm going to have to just battle them with whatever yeah. I can find. I got my rubber knife and I got my Entertech uh, yeah. water gun. And I'm right. going to scare them because I look like Jack Burton. I mean, it's probably... <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. At that point, you like to think that if anybody did break in and they saw just like a child, they'd be like, okay, this is not... You'd, yeah, you'd this hope. is a weird time know. though, you know? Yeah. And obviously being so influenced by all the movies I watched. Oh, and, yeah, dude. and I was just thinking like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is going to end horribly for me. I'm going to die. Right. This is going to cloak and dagger. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and so I didn't have a group like the Monster Squad. I wish I did. Could have called up EJ. Right. Well, you were moving too much. That yeah. was the problem. I think Not if you, EJ. If you <laughs> could have called up EJ, and he would have bullied you yeah. into... Ripped your comic books. You would have half. been like I, the, what they did to Horace, where they wouldn't let him in the uh, the, the convenience store when he's trying when he yep. was battling the creature from the Black Lagoon. What an ass! Um, but yeah, I think if you had had the opportunity to to, to plant more more seeds, well, you and, and I would have been a part of the Rad Club for sure. And once again, that's why we're starting it now. Yes, to make <laughs> making up for lost time, writing the wrongs in society. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't want to say too much more about this movie. I feel like <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is uh, this is the idea, though. The yeah. idea that that we're just we're just we're just teasing. It's yeah. a little bit of a teaser. Uh, the the our feelings about this movie, I think, uh, are what coming across coming across right now. This movie had a huge impact on me as a kid. Sounds like it did with you too. Yeah, me too. It was just a really cool. Movie. I don't remember if I saw it in the theater. I feel like I did. I mean, I definitely rented it, you know, times a billion. Um, quoted it? Did you quote it a lot? I quoted, well, I don't know. I mean, a, a little, I mean, just in terms of like, um, you know, semantics and movies that are trying to make you take on a certain language for kids. Like, were you, were you dorked? You know, it's, it's very strange to me. It's I never very, said that. It's a very, no, I, I don't know anybody who did it. Um, that'll be, uh, I feel like an interesting question as far as the, the writing of it. Um, did you ever get kicked in? Did you ever say, Oh, I got someone kicked me in the nards. Nope. Never I said ne- that. I. Never said that. I think I, I think I evolved from balls to nuts to sack sack to Wally bangers. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, there's just so many other Words. Colorado, Colorado Rocky Mountain balls. <laughs> Colorado or, oyster. A Colorado oyster is that what it's called from Funny Farm? Yes. Yeah, or Colorado oyster. Is that a real yeah. thing? Can you eat goats' testicles? Um, you can. Yeah, or they're bulls' testicles. I think. Oh. Yeah. What's the point? Like, why? Um, I mean, why eat any part of an animal? I agree. I mean, really. I guess in a way, they have different tastes, textures, uh, nutrients. Is it like those? deep fried octopus I mean, heads yeah well i i mean i think there's <laughs> some food right identical. that's just like more of the novelty of like i'm eating a bird beak like i don't want to do that yeah, hey look at me everybody i'm eating the shrimp head I'm at the sushi a, restaurant the whole thing but yeah. then there's also you know like certain organs within an animal are they do carry more um nutrition for you yeah like a bull's testes bull's testes i, I never had a bull's testes i never got I, unfortunately because my name is zach and it sounds like sack. Um, I got called ball sack all the time. Sack of shit. Uh, smack. Oh. My brother. Brother. Oh, it was just your brother. Yeah. Just... Other people did too, but right. it started with him. Like he, would, <laughs> he would like be like, call him sack. And so I'm watching this and I'm like, I never said dork. I never said nerds. Yeah. I mean, it's hilarious. It, it, these are things, these are lines that watching it now I go, man, Monster Squad uh, might have started this. 
for sure. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, especially the Nards part. There's a there's a company called Eight Bit Zombie that put out some really cool Monster Squad T-shirts mm. and patches and had a Monster Squad club. Oh, really? Where they did the Rudy Shades, the collector coin uh, with with uh, Dracula on one side and the Monster oh. Squad logo on the other. Because there's a you can find it online. There's a cool uh, Monster Squad logo that was made. I think it, it was a foreign poster. Off the business card? or No, no. no. It, and like the M looks like fangs. Oh, okay. And with the other creature hands around yeah. it. I thought yeah, yeah. Something like that. Anyways, um, there's so much there's so much fandom around this movie. Yeah. This is this is because I was saying, is this our most popular movie we've ever discussed? I think this is our most um, cult cherished film we've ever discussed. Where there's so much fandom behind it, there's so much yeah. online presence for this film. So obviously, there's so much that's already been discussed and covered with this thing. It's it's you know when we talk to the guys, we'll get to ask our version of these questions mm -hmm. we'll get to ask i have our take um but from, from a personal standpoint you know i just love that it's it's still a part of our uh culture that this movie that could have just came and went totally it's pretty big it's a pretty big deal uh if you go on ebay and trying to get a vhs copy of it it, it goes for a lot of money yeah. and it says something yeah. you know yeah. um i'm surprised they never made action figures for this they probably will at some point you don't think they did I don't think they did. Mm. I mean, oh, so so actually, you just reminded me. There was a cartoon that came out in the 90s called Monster Force. Okay. And it was, uh, they had the rights to all the characters and of, of the universal monster characters. Right. And it was, it was a cool modern infusion of like um, sci-fi and horror for a kid's cartoon. And it was... It was Van Helsing or Van Helsing's uh, descendant taking okay. on Dracula. That sounds cool. Dracula, Wolfman, Mummy. The Wolfman was a good guy, and okay. he was on the Monster Force. Okay. Frankenstein was a good guy. He was on the Monster Force, and I remember the because I have the toys. I still do. Of They're so cool looking. They had a great capture of the creature from the Black Lagoon, who was obviously one of the villains of yeah. the show. And I was, he's cool, but what? This brings me back to my favorite um, monster in Monster Squad is the creature, like from a from a special effects standpoint. The creature from the Black Lagoon, which speaking of rights, they never call it that. No, and they refer to him in the credits as Gilman. Yes, because I guess they didn't have the creature. Because I guess the Universal had that, right? I guess so. We'll need to find that. You know that John Carpenter was going to do a Creature from the Black Lagoon movie when he was actually doing good movies before yeah. he did Ghost of Mars and unfortunately oh, yeah. stopped making good movies. Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, he was going to do a Creature remake, which from a Carpenter, Carpenter's already, we know he does good remakes. The Thing is quite possibly one of the greatest sci-fi yeah. horror films yeah. of all time. Uh, he does great adaptations, a la Christine, right? Mm -hmm. One of the best Stephen King adaptations of all time, yeah. in my opinion. So I would have loved to seen his take on the creature from the Black Lagoon. Which sorry, is, sorry. Yeah, but um, but the costume that Stan Winston did, and I love how people are like, mm, Stan Winston didn't do it. It was his guys that worked at the shop. Guys, you do understand, like. <laughs> There's not one guy. Rob Bottin went crazy 
when doing the special effects for the thing. He yeah. went, he had a, like a nervous breakdown. Oh wow! Because he did most of them by himself. Yeah, wow. that is insane. But Stan Winston had a crew. Stan Winston is a legend. Point of order: um, Stan just... did not actually do this effect. He oversaw this effect. Um, he did not actually initiate it. Not to be a spoil sport, no. but he did not do it. <laughs> it was not his hands that molded that creature. Yeah. Well, we all know who Stan Winston is, obviously, and and uh, and then Fred Decker, who directed it. You know, he he did. Um, I I didn't. We didn't. We just realized this recently that Fred Decker wrote. The Predator, um, which I would love to hear <laughs> you that like story. Said it under your breath. Well, yeah, I talked the to Predator, <clears throat> but I will say at the time, and this is one hundred percent true. He did Night of the Creeps, and as a kid, I loved that movie. As a kid, that was a movie I would watch a lot. Yeah, um, you know, and, and so Night of the Creeps had come out before Monster Squad, and Monster Squad comes out, and I'm like, oh, this is like a a kid horror film. This is great. Um, I mean, I think that's well said. I do think it's very scary. Um, Concepts a, creepy. A lot, a lot of no it. pun intended. Um, Fred Decker, he wrote a lot of cool, cool stuff. House Two, the second story with oh. our good buddy Ari Gross. Ari Gross, and Ari loves that movie. Ari uh, does. He does. And uh, check out that interview, by the way. Um, and if looks could kill, starring Richard Grieco. Man, I wanted to mistake, love that movie so much. Mistaken Identity Spy. Movie. I've seen that movie a lot. It was big. Je m'appelle Michael Corbin. Uh, he wrote Ricochet, <laughs> starring Denzel Washington. Like oh, a, that's good, actually. Ricochet is good. And um, when... Yep. What's his name? Um, John Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow. I almost said Walter yep. Matthau. Yep. <laughs> you know, Walter Matthau. That would have been different. Hey! Rich! Yeah. <laughs> that's a bizarre film, actually. It's kind of got a cool twist on, on the typical it's thriller dark. action It's movie. one of those dark... Yeah. Man, uh, Denzel did a shit ton of action movies back in the day. Like Denzel may be my favorite actor. Really? I just decided this, I think, two weeks ago. His performance in Training Day is unlike anything I've ever seen, and I don't feel like a lot of people could could do what he did in that way. You've seen Training Day, obviously? Yeah, is that where he said Plymouth rocked in? Is that with is that, is this? Oh, wait, no, that's from Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Training Days with Ethan Hawke, and he's yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, I felt like that movie reinvented the cop drama. Uh, maybe I, I don't know. It's it was a game changer. It's film. stunning. It's yeah. stunning. The, uh, a movie. Well, it's funny you, you say that because there was a movie that came out around the same time with my favorite actor, Kurt Russell. Kurt he's, Russell is your favorite actor. He yeah. is. I think he's a flawless film actor, flawless performer. He was. It was a blue, some blue, blue. Uh, Blue Steel, Blue Lagoon. It was. It took place during the Rodney Blue King cheese. riots. It's called Dark Blue, and that came out in two thousand two. Uh, and two thousand two. Yes, and Training Day came out in two thousand one. Yeah, this came. I don't. I feel like Dark Blue mm. wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Training Day. Mm. Kind of a dirty cop. You know, there's tons of dirty cop movies, but Training Day, uh, Dark Blue. I feel like. It borrowed elements because Kurt Russell's character is a little, he's like, well, this is, he's a dirty cop, but he's got the young new yeah. rookie with him. Um, Scott Speedman. And oh, yeah. I love who, Scott Speedman. And they both, like Scott Speedman looks like a young version of Kurt Russell. 
and they both had that hair and I was like I want to have hair like that and I grew my hair out because of that oh my god I was so influenced anyways amazing back to Monster Squad specifically um, the song that because we always choose a song and (laughs) yeah and Michael Cimbello if you don't know who he is he was the guy behind Maniac Flashdance. She's a maniac, maniac. Oh, no, no. And actually, fun fact, Maniac was supposed to be for a horror film. Well, he had intended to write that for a horror oh, film, well. which makes sense. I mean, it's a little obvious. Wait, wait, but it, it's it's all about dancing. dancing. Yeah, but I, he had originally, if you go to Wikipedia. Oh, whatever, like he rewrote, if I go to Wikipedia, I'll learn that he rewrote it with with dance lyrics. Yes. She's a maniac, maniac, and she's murdering people. I don't know why I'm giving it that voice, but there's something really kind of a snooty about it. But and I and so <sighs> when I heard "Rock Until You Drop," which is just the, the there's a monster rap at the end, which is it's silly. Um, well, rock to be clear though, those are two separate things. Yes, yes. There's there's but there's two main there's two like main, rock there's songs, two main songs songs in this movie, and out of those two, in my opinion. Right. Rock until you drop is is the is the I song. I feel like that because what's on what's on the, the full soundtrack? Like what's on it's the vinyl? orchestral score? Right. So so really, there's we're no not going to talk about that. No, and we don't do that on our we, show. And we're not going to talk about. Harumph. I mean, we do do that. We do we, do that. We do. We, do we that. have done that. Yes. But this this isn't like uh, this doesn't move me as like the music being an extra character in the film or something like that. Where no, you know, a lot of times it is that perfect score. The score's fine. The acting's great. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. But you got Rocket Till You Drop, which plays during the montage. Rocket of them till you training, drop. Them training. Them uh, training. They're officially a squad, and they're, you know, getting ready for uh, the impending monster battles. One dude's making business cards while Rudy's making weapons. Rudy is, like, making bullets in Steve. shop class. He's making steaks. Um, stealing a bow and he's arrow. He's stealing a bow and arrow. It's like it's like they went out and they were like, guys, get prepared. But only Rudy was actually getting prepared um, and doing stuff. Uh, it's a great montage. Yeah. It really is. It's, and, it's nice. And did you know that Michael Cimbello actually – so I, I, I was like – I looked up the, uh, the track, obviously, and yep. I looked at his name without putting two and two together yet. I said, wait, why do I know that guy's name? Why does that sound familiar? Then I look it up and I go, holy shit, he did Maniac, which is one of the more one of the most popular soundtrack songs from the '80s, I would say for sure. Yeah. Um, but then he did songs for Cocoon, <laughs> and if you want to see something really funny, go check out that. It's called Gravity. Go check it out on YouTube. It's hilarious. Um, but for Independence Day and Gremlins, that's kind of crazy that he did songs for those movies that's also cool. weird jumps like yeah like 90s independence day and then he wrote he, he wrote a, a lot of stuff for he just wrote some too. songs for gremlins uh he has a one of his songs is featured in gremlins okay so uh, he's got a strong uh, Brazilian influence. Okay. Fairly uh, uh, But I, but I, but looking up when I looked up his name and, and clicked on the maniac, and it said it's, the category for that is synth pop. And so, as a kid, I always wondered: Are these songs pop songs? Are they rock songs? Are they what's the 
genre, right? Yeah. I never knew about synth pop as a kid. As, as a genre. I feel like that's maybe a new term. I've never heard that. Like in the 80s, yeah. I never heard Like that. obviously synth wave, which yeah. we love, is is used all the time now. Yeah. But synth wave was not used in the 80s, right? No. No, it wasn't. It's very interesting. Yeah. Anyways, Rock Until You Drop is, we love that song. Synth pop. And, um, and it's got a great hook to it. Rock until you drop. Dance until your feet. I don't love it, but of course it'll be in my head for the rest of the year. Well, that says something. Um, it's just an earworm. Rock until you drop. No, I mean, it's definitely the best the best song in the movie. Um, yeah, and the Monster Squad kids are involved in this in this rap. Maybe we can play a little bit of that just, just to get it out of the way, a little Monster Squad rap. <laughs> to get it out of the way. Mama dear can't help us, dad don't understand. No one will believe it, put it in our hands. Gotta stop those creatures, send them back to hell. Or there's no tomorrow, no say by the bell. Which Michael Cimbello performs on as well. Yep, yep. He's a he's an interesting looking dude, by the way. He's got great facial hair. Great in the wondrous sense. Like, wow, it's crazy facial hair. Uh, sorry, something just triggered a memory. Do you, do you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Of course I do. The with the Ninja one. Rap with Vanilla Ice. Right. And also great crazy hair too. And that's funny. It's just, but it's like a funny thing to like, like after. The good guys have won, and there's like a celebration. And I remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's just like, you know, they're like, "What do you give it?" I give it a nine point nine five. And then that song comes on. It's like nine point nine five. And I'm just thinking of keep it jumping, keep it pumping. Oh, then it, like it just has that kind of feeling at the end of the Monster Squad too. It's oh like, man, I think I think we be starting something. Oh like, shit, something like that. It's. You know it. I love how you said there's something like that. Something like, like you that. know well, the lyrics. I, I don't want to. Don't pretend like I you don't, don't want to misquote them. Is all I'm saying. Like if I like, like I don't want somebody to hear this and then go, well, actually, mm. it's it's the guy shouldn't be better than starting something. And you you know, it's the same guy that says Stan Winston yeah. didn't do all the special right. effects. Right, it's that same person. <laughs> actually, not mm. to be a spoil sport, but I think Martin Scorsese didn't direct After Hours. Yes, I think it's Ad did. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sure. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Um, did you see Cool as Ice? No. Oh, okay. No, it didn't intrigue really? me. I saw it, it opening day. Oh, my God. Why? I saw a No Holds Barred opening day, going back to No Holds Barred. Yeah, but that makes sense. Because I was a huge wrestling fan. That makes sense. I think we knew going into it, uh, 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 Cool as Ice, that it was going to be terrible. But but that's why we went opening day. Yeah. Like, we got to go see this. It's going to be so bad, it's good. Right. I mean, of course. And it course, was so bad, it's bad. Of course. And yeah. like, holy shit, it's Michael Gross from Family Ties. And Tremors? <laughs> Tremors? Yeah. Tremors is not... I'm not a big Tremors fan. No. People are like, oh yeah, Tremors. And like, that. the movie... This, we are, this is... It's a fun cast. The Halloween, know? it's a great cast. And the concept is, is great, too. I just, it didn't do it for me. I think Kevin Bacon kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I think really? he was a little hot-headed in that. 
Yeah, he I was. Really, and I love Fred Ward. I love Fred Ward. The only thing I think about is just them pole vaulting, you yes. know, from rock to rock. Cool and concept. It is. And then just like the amount of upper body strength you actually need to pole vault correctly. And I just felt bad for the guy who plays Egg Shen in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, because right. he ends up getting killed by one of the grab Right, grab he boys. does. Graboids. Yeah. Graboids? Let's call them graboids. Graboids. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, because obviously this is in tune with our Halloween theme episode. Uh, Halloween is right around the corner. And, you know, talking about some scary movies. You got a costume? I do. Are you allowed to share it? or? Oh, it, I'll, yeah. So, it, uh, so Bodhi, Bodhi's, a, you know, th- th- last year he was all about, he- well, actually, two years ago he was all about He-Man. Last year he was Karate Kid. This year, he wants to be Cobra Commander from G.I. Joe. Mm, I love it. And I, and so I said, Bodhi, who do you want me to be? And I don't have blonde hair. I've got salt and pepper. And uh, <laughs> I said, do you want me to be General Hawk? That's cool. And he goes, no, I want you to be Flint. I said, okay, I'll be Flint. His mom's going to be Lady J. And, uh, well, she's like, maybe Flint I Flint is Bill be. Ratner, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with, so the, I, with the beret. With the beret. So, yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm going with cartoon Flint, not the action figure, because the action yeah. figure had a black shirt. The yeah. cartoon had a green shirt. I'm going with green No, shirt. you got to go cartoon. I'm yeah. going to go yeah. cartoon. Yeah. So so I found a cool Cobra Commander mask, like the silver mask. I got an old gladiator helmet that I'm repurposing yeah. blue. He's going to look like a mini Cobra Commander. He's going to look amazing. He wants to be Cobra Commander. <laughs> that's so exciting. And that's not even his favorite Joe. So, uh, you know. So it's, yeah. Halloween but aesthetically, Ted. that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Really exciting. Yeah, I, so I mean, I'm excited to see that. Oh, it's gonna be great. I, I feel like you gotta train him with the voice. Train him. Oh yeah. Well, we just watched GI <laughs> Joe the movie, and you know when Cobra Commander Globulus, played by Burgess Meredith in the movie, uses his spores on Cobra Commander yeah. and reverts Cobra Commander back into snake form. Yes. And he goes, oh, "I used man. to be a man. I used to be a man." I think it's the yeah. same voice actor that did Starscream on Transformers. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. And uh, so Bodhi's walking around the house going, I used to be a man. Go back. Yeah, that guy's, uh, his name is escaping me, but he's like a maniac. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. The voice cast for G.I. Joe Transformers, so good. Yep. So yep. good. Oh, so good. The best times. The best times. Um, speaking of the best times, 1987. Yeah. As we segue into the year. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of going over specifically the year 1987, I thought it'd be kind of cool to, Pick out some fun facts that happened in October, October of 1987. I love it. So um, one big, just a, a fun thing, because I think he is a an icon of music. George Harrison released the song, Got My Mind Set On You. Oh, yeah. I love that song. And the video is great. Yeah. What a, what a like saintly dude, George Harrison. Yeah. You know? And didn't he get stabbed? He got stabbed. Someone broke into his house and stabbed him once. Um, he, that's not how he died. That, he died right. of cancer. No, that, but that sounds familiar. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have much else to say. I don't know why that that, that just like stood out mind. to me. I was like, I'm going to go with something sweet before we go into the dark stuff. Oh boy! Uh, because one of the dark things that happened oh was on October. Oh boy! <laughs> October of. Uh, October 19th, Black Monday struck oh God, in 1987. Bad. That was when stock markets plummeted, crashed. Um, the Dow Jones index fell. 
508.32 points. Four and a half times the previous daily record. Uh, I only bring that yeah. up because uh, I feel like it could happen again. Yeah. Well, uh, you don't equate the stock market with the economy if you are if you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, that's it. you know, that happened in October of uh, 1987. But besides that... Um, the Minnesota Twins won the World Series that year. Mm. You remember when we had World Series with actual fans in the stands and yeah. and, and, and players? Of. We didn't know if players were taking steroids like Mark McGuire and hitting amazing right. amount of home runs. Right. We just thought they were really good, like super good. And just the love of the super game. Superhuman, yeah. The love of the game. It was all about just the game. Um, and then another baseball fact, because I think I just like saying this guy's name, but uh, Benito Santiago, mm-hmm. he had a record 34-game hitting streak that helped the Padres snap a nine-game losing streak <laughs> against mm. the Dodgers back in October. So I think it's kind of – Benito Santiago is – he's a great yes, baseball Yes, you become player. just a baseball fan today. I just love baseball. I love yeah. old-school baseball. Oh, you yeah. know, just like I love old-school basketball, old-school football, old-school hockey. They still – Interesting. I really do. I love Wayne watching – Wayne Gretzky, 80s Wayne, is your favorite player? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that cartoon he had with – with Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson. They were called the All-Stars. Yes. It was so bad. Yes. It was so bad. Um, and I was gonna, Yeah, I was going to go down uh, a rabbit hole and talk about more sports, but I thought I'd wrap it up with the Russia performing an underground nuclear test in October. Okay. So really, it is like history repeating itself, <laughs> except now they just do above-ground tests that like Trump has like, sanctioned and probably approves and uh, celebrates. Yeah. Yeah. And then one more fun fact in October, uh, first military use of a trained dolphin. That's interesting. Do you have any more on that? Well, so my dad was a former Navy SEAL. Did he work with this dolphin? I didn't know, but but he... He wasn't a Navy SEAL in 87, no, was he? No, he, he was actually a part of one of the first official... He was a part of the first official Navy SEAL team. That's crazy. That's um, they were so originally crazy. called Frogmen. Yeah. He was a part of the underwater demolition team, which later became the SEALs. So cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I know that that was kind of a running joke about like, oh, we're going to use animals to, but they really did it, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Well, dolphins are the smartest animals. They are. I, and I, if you could go inside a dolphin's brain, the dolphin would probably say, I don't want right. to do anything war related. Right. And apparently they did. I'm a pacifist, the dolphin might say. So there you go. All right. I mean, we got other fun facts, but we'll save it for later. Yeah, well, I mean, I, the goal <laughs> is that we would come back to 87 at some point. And this is probably our third or fourth time we've gone down the 87 yeah. rabbit hole. So, uh, But until the next time, we've obviously got the upcoming episode, our interview with Andre Gower and Ryan Lambert. Yeah, I think this is probably our most positive 1987 facts, really. Yep. I mean, I think you've shared some. I should really share some with you next time. Um, that I just get from some obscure, um, you know, QAnon website or something. And then uh, <laughs> this was yeah, a was legit like, website. I got it, it from like, this time. I would be like, you know, Hillary Clinton in 1987, uh, it, it just that was the year she started eating children. And you'd be like, um, is it though? And eating then, children like, in a pizza yeah, shop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was pre pizza shop. That was all pre pizza shop. Oh, of course. She didn't start the pizza shop plenty. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, I mean, I appreciate that you always come up with the facts. I feel like, you know, I, I'm due to to give you probably give you some facts. Maybe maybe uh, we can something. do tit for tat. A tit for tat. 
Um, <laughs> is that what is that what you call it? For that's well, I mean, that's what I call um, the act of making love. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's appropriate yeah. you would reveal that to me but, on our podcast. But I've never told anyone that. Uh, Until just, now, it's just my diary that I write that in. Exclusive. And, well, that, I think uh, I think this yeah. is officially. I think two dollar late fee has officially become my personal diary. Um, yeah. Of dealing with trauma. It's it's nice when like you know like because you're like well should I say this what if it's out there but then like you feel like the people who are meant to hear it hear it you know like the ones that don't like you know like Jackie Lee doesn't listen to this <laughs> no. you know what I mean and the odds of her listening to this are maybe like point zero 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 you know half percent I think there's maybe one or two people that I was friends with in high school that actually might listen to yeah. this and if you listen this far you know again thank you guys because we really appreciate it and welcome to any uh, new listeners. Who might be excited about the Monster Squad and all this good uh, content we got churning out? Um, yeah, thank you for constantly supporting us and uh, the positive feedback and giving us the ratings on iTunes. Which cheap plug, it really goes a long way. Like those ratings actually increase our um, visibility, and so people will hear about us more. And the more people hear about us, the bigger we get. The bigger we get, the more content we can provide, and it's a win-win all around. And thanks for buying yeah. our merch, our merch on oh, Tee yeah. Public. Um, I own a lot of it just because I think our stuff looks really cool. But if you are interested, go on Tee Public and uh, check it out, or go on our website at two dollarlayfee.com and go to the merch page. I'm gonna like Marie Kondo my closet and then just replace it all with two dollar fee stuff, and then it'll be like, really? Like people like I want to get to the point where people are like, really? <laughs> like that you're doing that again you know i'm already that guy yeah people show really? up they're like okay uh, so you got the pins on today i got the I pins it. on i, I got the stickers i, I got it. the it's so good you got the poster prints uh from axel zender our amazing so artist, amazing dude who turned that bad boy out in like a week um that two, yep. that one year anniversary two dollar print and uh yeah i mean thank you just for being a part of the show and listening and 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 and, and always the positive support Means a lot. Means a lot. It goes a long way to make us feel good. It really does. (laughs) I don't even know what that meant. It was like, well, it was a little like, it was like a little like mafia. Like it goes a long way to make us feel good. You know what I'm saying? You do something for me, I'll do something for you. You do a favor for me. Let me tell you something, man. Does that still hold up? You do a favor for me. Yeah, like the the reviews. You, you, hey, check it out. You write a review. You subscribe to us on the the Five Star. Hey, it still could happen. I'll make you tell them what it, tell tell them. Boss. Well, I feel like you know, I feel like you should maybe uh, transfer that to him to the to the Rat Patrol Club rat, that we start. You know uh, what? You know what I'm saying? Actually, you uh, better act now before it's too late. Oh, because okay. Maybe this is a okay. This, this is, a is limited good. offer. All right. So if you're listening to this, okay, yes. this is the best deal you will ever get. If you go to iTunes and you write us a five star review, subscribe also, please, and subscribe at Spotify. I like to make it the, the double, but uh, but Zach is kind. Either way, uh, you will get a very personalized $2 late fee uh, mix tape. It's not a tape. It's actually a CD, but it sounds better to say mixtape because mix CD is just stupid. Um, yeah, from from us, Zach Zach has curated. Um, yeah, it's very it's very special. You will get that mailed to you for just, just for doing that. It's 20 tracks. Just for doing, you get 20 tracks just for writing a review. Of kick-ass songs from the greatest decade of uh, pop culture yeah. and songs that we feature on our show that we've talked about that we, we love. 
rarities that maybe you've never heard from before. Yeah. And some funny little uh, sound bites from a really bad cheesy movie that I personally love and Dustin can't stand. Yeah. The good guys always win, even in the 80s. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, wait, are you giving me a test right now? You know that movie. With the, with that's, with that's what's on the mixtape, though. Yes. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. right. Which you know. <laughs> Which he's not going to reveal, because it's a tease. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. This, I don't have anything else to add. I'm excited for our upcoming uh, interview and to talk about Wolfman's Got Nards. Wolfman's Got Nards. Uh, check it out. It's available for pre-order, like you said, in the beginning of the show on Amazon. Um, Andre Gower and Ryan Lambert talking about, well, we're going to talk about Kids Incorporated also with yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ryan's got a music career, which we want to talk about too, and all that good stuff. Talk yeah. about what they've been up to for the past few decades and whatnot. So it's exciting. So It is. It is. I know that sounds sarcastic, but it is exciting. Dustin yeah. is like, he, he sounds yeah. sarcastic, but he looks excited. Yeah. So that's really all that matters. So until then, on this uh, eve of Halloween festivities, are you dressing up for Halloween, by the way? No. Dressing the dogs up? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time you dressed up? For a Halloween party? I've been bad because the, my thing with Halloween is I like it in concept. I like, you know, and I feel like I should like dressing up more. But it always feels like I want it. To, it's kind of like what New Year's Eve used to feel like to me, where it's like, whatever I do is not good enough. Yeah. So, uh, so I always kind of start off with like, I'll do this idea, but then it doesn't come to fruition. It just feels weird. And then I don't do anything. And the only time I do dress up is if I'm going to go to a party. But then even then, like I'll do some simple variation. The last time I dressed up, dressed up, was probably 2007 uh, when a buddy and I went as the the Mario the Mario Brothers, we, okay. complete with the you know the soundtrack. We were walking around, of course, and doing the whole thing, and that's awesome. Um, and that was great. Uh, but yeah, like normally I'm normally I'm like some weird like combination of like I just like I'll have a blue mask and like it, you know it's but there's just it just leaves you like what is this costume? I'm like I don't know. If you were with us. You would, well, for those of you that don't know, Bodhi has, there was a character on G.I. Joe named Clutch and looks a lot like Dustin, the old figure. Uh, and so Bodhi calls Clutch Dustin. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. He also sense. calls him Joel. He thought the name yeah. Joel was kind of funny. Yeah. So, And Aaron could be uh, Scarlet. Um, well, there you go. But, the, I mean, trick-or-treating is canceled, right? So you Yeah, just... we're doing a really fun concept for that. We're doing a scavenger hunt. Oh, nice! With clues to with, lead with friends or just uh. So we have two kidding. neighbors. Yeah. And so there's like three kids, and uh, scavenger hunt to eventually lead to a place around the around our neighborhood where a uh, sanitized, clean bag of candy will be waiting for them. But they have to find it and clues to find you it. You got to sanitize it. Well, it's you know pre pre packaged Halloween candy. I bag, see. Basically. Not just like a handful of candy corn or no. No. something. Which I love candy corn. I know people yeah. can't stand it. I, I personally love it. I'm middle of the road. <laughs> I can eat like four pieces and I'm like, I'm good. It's not a candy I want to keep eating. What about circus peanuts? Would you? Same thing. I would eat like four. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite candy for Halloween? 
Um, you know, it's always the it's always the Reese's, the the cups, the the and the giant cups. Like when if if I would get yeah. that, I'd be like, oh, that was. The... Did they ever make a pumpkin shaped Reese's? Because I know uh, they, they have probably, a Christmas yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. You know that yeah. they're coming out with a new one that's filled with potato chips. No, I didn't know that. That sounds yeah. like a European. Thing. Coming out in the U.S. Mm, weird. Yeah. Pretzels would make more sense, wouldn't it? Don't they make a pretzel one? I think they do make a pretzel one. Probably pretzel makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like the whole combo or like a, yeah. Ooh, combos are good too. Yeah. How come they never made those into Halloween candy fun size packs? I don't combos? know. I that, love me some combos. That was, is actually a great idea. Little combo packs? It's the like best. Getting a combo pack and a trick-or-treat? Oh, it's so good. Pizza flavored? <sighs> That's a really good idea. <laughs> you heard it here first, yeah. folks. That's a really good idea. Anyway, I'm, yeah, so if you got if you're to say. if you're not if you're uh, doing some sort of social distance Halloween party with uh, kids or adults, be safe, have fun, wear a mask, <laughs> get it because you will be. Oh, COVID! <laughs> Little COVID Halloween humor. Oh. I will tell you, Cobra Commander mask is like one of the best COVID masks. You know? Oh, right, because it's part face shield. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I really want to see this. It's going to look badass. How is he going to breathe? Um, there's little holes at the bottom. Okay. So he can breathe. Okay. And uh, he doesn't want to do the hood. He wants to do the silver mask. Do you have a soldering iron, by the way? Is that yes. Something? You do? Okay. It's just, I feel like you're the person who should like, have at least a, like, a mini workshop of some kind. I do like, a lot of hot glue and tape. Would you know how to make silver bullets in a workshop Ooh. if you had to? Or like, you know. I feel like. Home? I feel like I never tried that. I know because we talked, you and I talked about this how we missed auto shop and wood shop yeah. and ceramics, and like those classes are not offered anymore in school. Mm. Um, God, I feel like I had a ceramics teacher that could, I could do no wrong with him. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I used to do some wild stuff in his class. Uh, I could easily have made a silver bullet. Wild like, stuff is like a like a like a dildo and like a. Like, so so he, work, so he uh he, you know he had to make the typical bowl the vase yeah. the cup and then i had taken his class he, he had there was ceramics one ceramics yeah. two then 3d ceramics yeah i took all three classes and by 3d ceramics he let me do whatever i wanted i did a face mold where he plastered my face he'd never oh, done it before whoa. i was his i i was his uh guinea experiment pig. guinea yeah. pig yeah and uh, I, I was obviously the crow had come out at that time, so I painted my face to look like the crow. Um, I made a mini bust of Bruce Lee. I made a mini bust of uh, no, it's a whole statue of Bruce Lee. Wow, of Freddie Mercury, of Harvey Keitel, Mr. White from Reservoir Dogs. This is all in ceramics class. This is insane. This is wild. Yeah, I gave actually wow. the Mr. White statue to one of my best friends at the time, uh, Larry Wilson. And, check uh, up on it yeah i think he said he still has it wow that's amazing and the freddie mercury one i gave to my teacher because mr sackman was his name i think that guy got not the guy that taught you how to make not your ceramics teacher no he's my ceramics teacher oh okay yeah so when i was graduating I, he, he his was name like, was mr sackman yeah do you realize the connection now between zach sack sackman sackman like you guys were kindred spirits maybe he felt my pain he sounded anyway. like Bob Dylan when he talked. Everybody, yeah. Everything's monotone. is like this. I yeah, want you to discuss. We put it in the camp. For that. Have you heard that bad joke about uh, Bob Dylan? How did Bob Dylan start singing like that? No. One day he's under a tree and he's singing a song about birds. I love the birds. I love the bees. And then spiders started falling on his head. I love the trees. Ooh, bugs. Get out uh, of my head, bugs. Uh-huh. I give that joke a C+. 
for kids who know who Bob Dylan is, they think it's hilarious. Right. And so, so, so no one. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I give it one headlight. Oh Get my it? god! You like that? I don't like it, but I. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that yeah. random side note, and, we, and you all know videos. that this is how we roll. Yeah. We always yeah. are, we always deviate and segue. Um, get ready for a fun interview in two weeks with the Monster Squad. All right, and uh, oh, I'll probably have to got to bring up the fact that I wrote did those little Bodie notes with the Monster Squad characters. You mean previously? Yeah, long last year for Halloween. Right. So if anyone wants to see those, they just. I'll go to my go Instagram. Go back to your Instagram. Yeah, where I've Those, done over great. 600 notes for my son for lunch. Um, but that's a... 600 notes. Cheap plug for nothing. <laughs> right. Because it's like, go to Zexide and purchase... No. no. Mm, well, go to... Uh, well, you, you put the notes on a t-shirt. They'll eventually be in an art gallery. They will be. For sale. No. If that laugh didn't get picked no. up, uh, it's perfect, <laughs> perfect timing. Um, but yeah... In, in two weeks, check out the Monster Squad, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Nostalgia Lane. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. And until then, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.